bring it down to the most common questions we get asked in commercial real estate in a week. Very basic questions for us, but they get asked all the time. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you. Marky Mark, how are Commercial you? Day. Yeah, good, good. Another beautiful day. We're here on the weekend. Short Love week, it. blasted into the weekend. We're talking about commercial. Yeah, commercial. It's all about commercial. We love commercial. Sensei Saturday. Uh, we're going to break the rules a little bit. We're going to get, we're going to deep dive into all these questions that we get asked. And like you said, they're, they're most of the time very basic questions for us, and yeah. other, and, and and people just don't know. So I think nah. let's, let's 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 start shooting them off, shall we? Yeah, go. Do you need a contract of sale to market your commercial property? No. Nah. Nah. Why? But, and the reason why people keep asking is in residential, yeah. you must have a contract to sell the property. When you are buyer walking through, you can ask for a contract. When you're a seller, you cannot advertise. Put in the paper, put in the newspaper, put on the internet, put a signboard up, put it on social media. If you don't have a contract, commercial, don't need a contract. Don't need a contract. Love it. Yeah, mm. and they and that's because they yeah. feel like consumers are savvy enough being commercial buyers that they don't have to follow those laws. So due to anti-gazumping laws in the early nineties it was made necessary for a contract to be prepared for residential, but they didn't put those laws across to the commercial markets. So when you are selling the commercial property, you do not have to spend $500 in getting a contract prepared. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. I love it. Number two, how much bond do you need in order to enter into commercial lease? You know, we get asked that all the time, is it three months, four months, five months, six months? How much bond do we really need? You're a tenant, you, you know, you're, you're trying to just weigh up the costs. You're, you're weighing up everything at that point in time. How much do you need? James Bond. So with bonds, again, it's confusing. It's, it's uh, not regulated like it is with residential. People may not know, but with residential bonds, um, you cannot change it furnished you cannot change it if it's vacant it's always four weeks so people get confused when they go across to commercial commercial again not a lot of rules there and it's a it's a, it's a commercial negotiation between the landlord and the tenant so generally what do we charge what does generally, the landlord charge for a bond generally it's three months rent plus gst that's the most common that we've come across I'd say the, the bigger the business or the enterprise, uh, the bigger the property, uh, the longer the term, it can get stretched to that six-month uh, uh, month's rent plus GST, believe it or not. You can use a bank guarantee. You can't do that in residential. Um, in the, invest, the requirement for it to be invested is, is different in commercial. And you have bond top-ups, which you don't right. have in um, 
in residential. So if you've been in the property for nine years in residential, the original bond you paid will be on the old rent. But if you've been in a nine years in a commercial, as the rent goes up, the bond gets topped up. Nice. Well, yeah. Nice. Yep. Very nice. Next question. Three, I'm a vendor. I've got a commercial property asset. Is it better if I sell it vacant or I sell it tenanted? I get that asked all the time and obviously it's quite subject to the, the property that we're dealing with. Let's um, yep. hone in an example like um, a warehouse, for instance. It's a commercial warehouse. Yes. What is it better for? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Okay, so good, great question. Thank you for asking. Um, the, uh, it depends. You've got to look at who your target market is. Who are you going to sell that property to? Who is going to be the likely purchaser? Now, there are purchases. Uh, there are properties that you're selling. You think this is an investor property for sure. Rent, have a tenant in there. There's properties that you're selling. You think, oh, my God, an owner-occupier is going to gobble this up. Um yeah. Have it vacant. Give it a bit of give it a bit of love. So I guess uh, something you should I'd most strongly also consider is financing of a commercial property can be difficult in this current market. Having a lease in place, your bank will love you. Um, having it vacant, the bank will shit the bed a little bit. Um, so just keep that in mind um, when you're going to empty out your asset because it may you may have all buyers out there available to you because it's got a, a rent coming in. Banks yeah. will like you more as a buyer. Very nice. And I guess the next one that ties in with this is if I've got a tenant in place in this commercial property, I want to buy it. Am I paying GST? No. I'm the buyer? Yeah. So it's no. It's a no. It's a no. So if there's a tenant in place on a commercial property, again, the reason a lot of these myths are, are myths is because people keep comparing it to residential and assuming the same as residential. So when you're buying residential, you never have to worry about commercial. So every time people come over to commercial, they get they um, they get mixed up on GST, like shit, I don't know if I have to pay it or not. Now, it changes. If it's an old asset and a vacant asset, you've got to pay GST, but where people stuff it up is people don't realise it's more of a registration process rather than a payment of, of, of for something that you're not getting anything for. So if you are paying GST on a vacant commercial property that you buy, you can claim back the entire GST. So it's more of a cash flow shit thing rather than a big bill went for the property. All right. Alrighty, have I still got you there, Mark? There we, there he is, there he is. I've got him. I've got him. I haven't lost him. But if there's a tenant on the property, uh, no problems, no GST. It's a going concern. Going concern. That's it. Next question. Next question. Next one we've got is: Is there a cool-off period in a commercial property transaction? No. Love it. Love it. Goes unconditional. The moment you exchange, am I right? Well, a standard contract in uh, residential, and again, this is getting gets stuffed up because you, people yeah. are comparing it to residential, but I'm going to explain why it gets stuffed up. Our standard contract in residential has a standard five-day cooling-off period. Now, when you get a contract, well, don't forget, going back to the beginning, we don't actually have a contract. Yeah. 
in commercial. So that's going to take probably a, a week to get that contract prepared once you've got an offer accepted. At that point, they figure you've had your time to think about it. They figure your solicitor has gone through the contract and checked it all for you. So when you sign a commercial property, you automatically do not have a cooling off period. Buyer beware, particularly if it's a little fella. So you may be buying something like a little commercial where it's five, 600 grand, or you're looking at units which are five, 600 grand, you can often assume there's gonna be a cool off. There's not a cool off with commercial. Done. Boom. I like it, boom. Next one, I'm a tenant in a commercial property. Whose, yep. responsibility, whose responsibility is it to look after that air conditioner? Put an air conditioning system in there. Whose responsibility is it, the tenant or the landlord? It's negotiable. Negotiable, yeah. It's negotiable. You may find some buildings, it's part of the base building, uh, yeah. so the strata will look after it. But I've got to say, if you're a tenant, or you're a landlord, get your wording right when it comes to air conditioning. Make sure you've allocated that the tenant's going to be looking after it or you're going to be looking after it um, because it does add up. It adds, it's, it certainly adds up over five years. Um, fire services is another one to watch out for as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Next one. I've done all this awesome fit out in my commercial property as a tenant over the years. I love it. I've, I've, I've appreciated it, put a lot of money into it. I've got to make, make, make good clause in my lease. What does that mean? What do I do? Get asked that a tough, lot of the time. Tough titties, rip yeah. it out. So a, um, your labor of love is going to be, is gone. Um, most, I'd say probably more like 90 to 95% of properties, the landlords will ask all of that beautiful renovation to come out to go back to how you how you found the property. Um, sometimes the, it's just so good, the landlord just can't refuse and says, yeah, leave it. We, lo we love your fit out. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is so subject to landlords, subject to the property. I think one of the next touch points is incentives. I'm entering into a commercial lease. How long... Can I ask for rent-free period? Get asked that one all the time. Depends how long the property's been vacant for, how desperate the landlord is. It depends um, of your of uh, your profile. It depends on how much value you're going to add to the property. If you're going to put in air conditioning, that's going to cost a lot of money. You may ask for a bit more rent-free. Um, so it is. Um, quite open that way isn't it so generally three months yeah yeah i'd depends, say the same depends. i've like yeah, come, across, come across the a length. two or three month rent free period um yeah i've seen in excess of six months but in um, in, a, in a case of six months <clears throat> i'm talking there is a dramatic amount of fit out work that's going to be involved in the property uh you know we're we're, we're talking about a super cold shell um or yep. something that's not even developed yet um, and that's something that we're, we're um, dealing with right now. You know, we're, we're talking from the ground up to yeah. not even the bones yet. So it's unbelievable the, the stretch of time and the incentive that can be proposed. Cold chill. You're a bit of a cold chill at the moment. <laughs> I look um, like a cold chill. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it definitely does. But um, I think, you know, you've got to be cheeky. You've got to ask as a tenant and have a go. Um, yeah. And... I, and um, yeah, again, if you've got that nice long lease, 
if you're signing up a client for 10, 10 years or 20 years on a lease, yeah, as a client, you can be a bit cheekier on your quest for rent-free for sure. Next question. Next one. Oh, what do we got? What do we got? There's so many we done? questions. Um, outgoings. Okay. The, the outgoings one, let, let's top up with the outgoings. Whose responsibility is it to look after outgoings in a commercial lease? Negotiable. 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 Yeah, you know what? It, you really got to you really got to watch your bum on um, as a tenant. If you're going up against an inexperienced landlord, um, <laughs> we've seen this happen over and over. Um, yeah. They an experienced landlord doesn't miss a beat, or an experienced agent doesn't miss a beat with these allocations. And as a tenant, when you're signing up, you're thinking, yeah, whatever, that's fine. But yeah, in the outgoings, you could get gobbled up. Sometimes the outgoings could be more than the rent. I know. It's it's unbelievable. It, it, it that's not a very common thing, but my goodness me, there are there are occasions where it could make in excess of a quarter to half of the yearly rental. It's unbelievable how these things yep. can astronomically stack up. Um, but you've definitely it's about it's all about asking those questions and getting a really good breakdown of what those outgoings are. Because most of the time, I think there's a bulk figure that just gets thrown out there. And a lot of people go, yep. oh, okay, yeah, cool. That's fine. Let's, let's in, in conjunction with the rental that's asked for. When you start to yep. hone in and ask what those outgoings are, some of them, not necessarily, but you don't need to pay for. But, you know, again, it's all part of the negotiation process about two parties coming together and meeting in the middle with that. Well, even land tax and even um, uh, strata rates, um, it's important when you agree as a tenant, when you're negotiating on that lease, you get some sort of quantum or some sort of guide of what that's going to be dollar-wise because when you just say land tax or just say um, strata levies, you may assume it's not much. could be a lot. could be a lot. Fire services could be a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We broke the rules. There's not five commercial property myths of 2022. There are a ton. And if you're not asking the questions, guys, you know, you're not really um you know, you're not really learning. You know, it's all about, you know, getting uncomfortable, asking those questions, or if you think you're really confident, you know, there's someone that's, you know, that's gonna kindly put you in, in your place and tell you exactly how it is. And uh, that's what we're here for. That's what it's all about. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, Sensei Saturday. Sensei Saturday is over. Hopefully help people on commercial stuff. If you want to help us, send it to your friends and family who are jumping into some commercial or in commercial at the moment to help them out and yeah. uh, or give us a call. We can help you. Yeah, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you and questions that you might have. We're all about it. Awesome. You're a legend, buddy. Everyone, have a great weekend. Nathan, thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed the show, everyone. Thank you much. Cheers, everybody. Thank you. See you, mate.